0: Hi there, and welcome to the Simply Living for Him podcast. I'm Karen DeBuse from Simply Living for Him. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Simply Living for Him podcast. On this podcast, I talk about all things simple, whether it's life out here in our little hobby farm, how I keep it simple in my homeschool, but you'll always just hear about Jesus. Because I truly do believe the remedy for clutter and chaos in our lives is Jesus. Jesus. The more we desire Him, the less we naturally desire the things of this world, and the easier it is to live more simply. So welcome back to the podcast. I actually have a special guest today, and I'm so excited to introduce her to you in just a moment. We're going to have a great conversation. Um, Before I start, I want to thank my podcast sponsor, as always, Apologia. Apologia. Apologia is a Christ-centered award-winning homeschool curriculum publisher. If you go to their website at Apologia.com, not only will you find all their amazing curriculum, but they have free resources, a curriculum guide, um, information for getting started in homeschooling, and lots of great curriculum for you to choose from. So head over to Apologia.com. So as I said today, I have a very special guest with me. I have Anne Dennigan of Mission-Minded Families, and Anne has become a really good friend, and I'm so thankful to introduce her to you all. She and I, I think we met at uh, probably the Teach Them Dilig- uh, Diligently conventions, right, Anne? I'm
1: pretty sure that's where we met.
0: <laughs> and so we both have been homeschooling moms. We've met kind of, like I said, speaking. Um at different conventions and we're going to speak today really into women and into their hearts and I'm going to tell you all about her and she well she's going to tell y'all about her um in just a minute but we wanted to pray before we start um and let you know that we are asking God to guide our conversation today and um we're going to do that before we open up so dear heavenly father I just thank you for this time I thank you for the opportunity to point women to Jesus that's all that really matters in the end, Lord. And we just pray that um, Anne and I today can um, just through our conversation, share a word of encouragement, share maybe some insight, um, some things that uh, women need to hear in their lives. But Lord, we just ask that every single word that comes out of our mouth would only glorify you and honor you and be um What you would want us to share. So we ask a blessing over each woman listening and that they would hear something today that is um, exactly what you would want them to hear. And we ask this in Jesus's name. Amen. Okay, Ann, so can you just um, introduce yourself to my audience and tell them a little about yourself and who you are and what you do? Oh,
1: Karen, this is such an exciting honor to be able to be here on your podcast. Uh, I actually listen to you a lot like while I go running, <laughs> while I'm doing different uh, chores around the house. So this is such a blessing. So I am a mom of seven kids and my husband John and I have been married since 1985 and we have been homeschooling. Uh, we actually are veteran homeschoolers now. we um, homeschooled all seven of our kids, all K through 12. So we had 27 continual years of homeschooling. And since 1987, we have been involved in full-time global missions all over the world. So we've always lived in the United States, uh, but we have just trusted in the Lord. My husband is an international evangelist, so he goes to very remote places, different places around the world, um, has done for years, a lot of crazy, uh, adventures, um, and things, (laughs) whether it's like, uh, preaching in Rwandan prisons, immediately following the genocide, uh, we went into the Soviet Union just after the Soviet Union opened up, um, we, I, I mean, just from, whether it's like, you know, inner cities, remote villages, uh, and just our heart is Jesus. Our our heart is Jesus and the cross, and sharing the gospel, uh, especially with people who have never heard it before. Uh, we have a real passion to encourage mm-hmm. Christian families that. We need to focus on the cross. Love God with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. It's kind of like the vertical part of the cross. And then the horizontal part of the cross reminds us to love our neighbor as ourself. And Jesus said, you know, who is our neighbor? It's not only the kids sitting around our dining room table, but we are to go into all the world and preach the gospel, which is called the Great Commission, a theme throughout the entire word of God that we are to you know go and make disciples yes. of all nations and we can do that even from our homes uh you know we you know along the way you know raising and homeschooling and and things with our children we've really wanted to instill in our heart in the in the hearts of our children uh just like where they love and worship God and want others to love him too it's kind of like something that comes out of worship is mm-hmm. that Kids will want other people to know him,
0: right? So awesome.
1: uh, yes, and I I'm so excited that I was able. Um, I'm thrilled about your new book. I, Thank that you it came out about the the uh, simple homeschool journey. Is that the I might have yes. a little bit wrong, but um, I just love that part about that it's a journey. You know, yes. this is a journey of homeschooling, which is like a tool for living for God.
0: Yes. Um, so, for those of you who don't know, I've talked about it on the podcast a lot, but th- this week, most likely, the paperback edition of my new book—I know some of you've been waiting for this—is um, going to be released. It is available on Kindle. It's called "The Homes: um, The Simple Homeschool Journey—Building a Family, Not Just a Transcript." And you know, it's so special to me that Anne was able to write the forward for this book. I—I, I, you know, reached out to her, and um, like I said, we've become friends. We've been involved a little bit um, behind the scenes, you know, in some different groups and things like that and getting to know her and her mission and her family. Um, And when I reached out to Anne, you know, I just think it's so perfect because at this time when I wrote this book, this book really came out of um, graduating my first born last year from. High school and sending her off to college. And when I looked back in the rear view mirror at our entire journey, because that's like what you like what we said it is, it's a journey. All of a sudden, everything became crystal clear in my mind about this homeschooling journey. And all of a sudden, I was like, none of the stuff I worried about over the years mattered. <laughs> all of a sudden, everything came crystal clear into my mind what this journey was about. And very little of it was academics. And it was really about building a a family, on the foundation of Jesus, and not just for us, but as you talked about, the Great Commission, so that we can go, so they will go now that they are, you know, being launched into adulthood, that they are going to go, and what that what we have built as a family is then instilled in them. So they're going to now, you know, go and make disciples and in their everyday lives, you know, we don't have to be so formal about, you know, oh, how do we do it? It's just having relationships with people. And when you're filled with Jesus, it spills out of you into others. And so a lot of this book is about focusing on the things that really matter most, focusing on God, keeping him at the center. And so asking Anne to do this, it just really, um, I thought it was just so perfect, such a perfect fit because, um, like I said, she's not even a homeschooling mom anymore, right? You are done with that part of your journey. And so your, um, your heart for Jesus and, you know, sharing that with others is really, you know, so, um, I just, you know, admire it so much and I admire what you're doing and can you tell everybody a little bit about how you guys just moved if you don't know aunt is living in Hawaii right now. So we're all a little jealous of that. <laughs> I see your beautiful pictures out there of those beautiful suns. uh, What is, you do your sunset psalms at night on Instagram Uh and your beautiful pictures of your surroundings. But um, you really just uh, have this journey has been a whole walk of faith with your ministry. And I would love for you to just tell everybody what you what you're involved in now.
1: Well, it's just been really exciting how there were different times over the years where God taught us to trust him. So like when we first launched into ministry, we actually gave everything away. Um, there was another time that we had a house fire and we lost oh, wow. everything. Wow. Uh, but now we are entering into this new season. It's a, uh, empty nest season. You know, we, all of our kids are grown up now. Um, our youngest is almost 20. We've got five kids married, 14 grandkids.
0: Oh, and, wow. Uh, you have 14 grandchildren?
1: As of right now. I mean, that's an ever- Wow. So, like, 14 Uh, may even make the podcast out. That is amazing. It it is. And the, you know, the oldest one um, is not very old, uh, but just, it's been so beautiful um, just to see our kids growing up, getting married, and then raising their children for Jesus. It's the Uh, ripple
0: effect. It's the ripple effect that I talk about all the time. Like this isn't just to teach our kids like Bible stories. Like this is to train next generations that are then going to reach far out into the world. And look at the ripple effect already with your family. That's amazing.
1: Yeah, you know the Bible tells us that I have no greater joy than to hear that my children are walking in truth, Uh, and like that's what we really want for our kids to grow up, and for the Lord to be their teacher, to for the Lord to continue to be their teacher in the future. Not just that they do what we tell them to do when they're right in front of us, but that they do that in my absence also. You know, uh, absolutely about that—that you would obey me not only in my presence but in my absence, and. So anyway, something the Lord has just been stirring on our hearts. Um, we have come to Kona, Hawaii ever since we were, we had our honeymoon here uh, back in um, 1985. And then we have come here, um, My my, I have two brother-in-laws that have homes here. So we have mm-hmm. come here even going like over to Asia. We would often stop in Kona. Um, and, and it's just been this desire stirring. We even prayed about it 20 years ago about possibly moving here and we just felt it wasn't the right time. But we we had this big home in Oregon on 10 acres. It was where we raised and homeschooled all of our kids. And when the kids all grew up and they moved out of the state and we just began to really pray, is this where God wants us for the next season? And we right. We felt like we were supposed to downsize and kind of liquidate and and head to Hawaii. Uh, there's a mm-hmm. lot of, there's actually a lot of missionaries that are based in this particular town um, in mm-hmm. Kona, and um, it, it's like a, a sending place to the nations. There are many uh, like ministers and missionaries that are based in this area, but okay. we- so like we liquidated, we we sold our house, we sold our cars, we had a boat, wow. uh, and then we had a house full of stuff. I, we didn't think we were like hoarders, or that
0: <laughs> until you go through it, right?
1: <laughs> I mean, you take a four thousand square foot home, and you put you know seven kids, and you homeschool, and you do ministry right. in your house, and and you do right. that for decades. Uh, we were amazed at how. Anyway, we lick, We we actually gave away every all the stuff. Um, you know we, oh, wow. we, we kept the 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 money from the sale of the house. We're going to use that to hopefully try to find a place here. Right. Uh, it was just. It's been so exciting. We just let go. We we have twenty boxes, um, including our suit. You know our clothes. Uh, that's mm-hmm. what we saved. And wow. some of that is you know like you know baby books and.
0: Right. The special
1: records, things, things, things like that. Uh, but we are just, we are trusting the Lord and it's kind of like this new, almost kind of like a honeymoon season. You know, sometimes when you mm-hmm. homeschooling, it's such an identity. Like, you know, I yeah. am a homeschool mom like that, That's oh, yeah. but what do you do when all the kids grow up, and they all move out and and you need to release your kids for them to you know seek the Lord on their own and so um, this is just a really exciting new season of um getting healthy and seeking the Lord fervently and um, just really praying about how can We equip Christian families. Uh, We really feel mission-minded families, you know, helping families to focus on the gospel, God's word, you know, the great commission, having a heart Mm -hmm. for global needs. Um, That's a real part of our passion right now. Mm -hmm. We're excited.
0: Hello? Oh, I'm here. (laughs) Oh, good. (laughs) Sorry, it, like, cut out. Um, Oh,
1: sorry about that.
0: So okay, I'm so excited for you guys in this next chapter. And I love what you said about how your homeschool is not your identity, right? And I talk about that in the book as well, how, you know, in the beginning I was like I need the t-shirt and the bumper sticker. I need everybody to know this is what I do. And then later on I realized I, I don't want people to know what I do. I want them to know that I love Jesus, you know? That's what I want yeah. my life to represent. And you know, I think a lot of us get caught up in, you know, the homeschooling part and not in the training of our children and then then what you said, the release of them, right? That this comes to an end at some point. And now you are going to be, you know, into this new chapter. And I just love what you said about um, you know, having so much faith and just, you know, giving it all away and and you know, releasing all that stuff as well and just waiting on God, right? You're waiting on him now to see what the next step is and why he brought you out there. You know, it's interesting because I talk about these kinds of things a lot. How You know, people want like the plan. Like, I want to know what I'm doing next week. I want to know what I'm doing next month. I want to know what I'm doing next year. And I want to know that it's all going to work out my way. Even us homeschooling moms. I want to buy the curriculum and I want to know that it's going to work. And I want to know that everything's going to be okay. And that isn't life. And right, you're out there in Hawaii and you're not even right like quite sure exactly how it's all going to unfold. But you have such joy in Jesus and like you just radiate Jesus when you're on your Instagram stories. I like love watching you, you know, you speak and, and tell your stories and, you know, you have such an inspiring, um, focus on, you know, that we're following Jesus and what does he have for us? And I'm sure it's scary a little bit at times, like the unknown, but you you don't seem to have that, <laughs> that um, you don't display any of that fear. It's just like an excitement. Like this is some, you know, what does the Lord have for us next? And yeah, I want to see day. families excited, right? I want to see families excited about Jesus. I want to see them like, hey, instead of waking up, like dreading the day, because we're we're unsure of the next thing, especially in the times we're living in, right? We live in circles circumstances right now that are so unsure and changing all the time. But let's wake up with joy for Jesus every day. Let's wake up and say, we don't know what tomorrow brings, but we know we have Jesus. And I just, I just love that because I see that in you when I, um, I listen and I follow your things. And so I just love that. I love that whole attitude.
1: You know, it's fun. It's like you know, there's that one worship song, "Oceans," about you know, he calls yes. me out into the waters and to the great unknown, and, and and or even I I think about that that one song from Frozen that's like into the unknown, and, <laughs> and
0: that's um, you right now,
1: <laughs> unknown, and it's not you know, he doesn't necessarily tell us how it's all going to figure out. And uh, something I actually recently heard a sermon about how, you know, when God, you know, begins to direct us and, um, you know, through his word or through promptings inside from the Holy Spirit of of things that God would want for us to do that, you know, sometimes we don't know 100%, you know, whether it's you feeling like, "I, I think I'm supposed to, write a book about right the homeschool journey. Like I like I think I'm supposed to do this. I you know it's right. like burning in my heart and you know, okay, do I know that I know that this is what right. I'm supposed to do? And and something that we heard is like if you get like eighty percent that, that mm-hmm. you feel this like is what God wants you to do, you know, whether it's go talk to somebody or go somewhere or do this homeschool thing, it's like if you're like eighty percent sure, just go for it. And right. you can trust that, you know, God, God will give you a, a, a check or a, uh, you know, like there's like no peace that, that you would know. No, right. not what He'll you're turn you around
0: to. if you're going the wrong way.
1: <laughs> if it's disobedience, if, if you're just open to do whatever it is that God would call you to do, um, we can trust that God will stop us if it's wrong and that he right. will absolutely you know, help us if if we make a mistake or something like he goes before us he goes behind us he is with us and i i just love that we can follow him and in that element of faith is because a lot of times you know there's part that we don't know maybe we don't have enough money or we we don't know how it's going to work out and i i loved in in your book this simple homeschool journey I, I loved how you just encouraged moms that it, it's not just about looking good on the outside, like getting the good Pinterest right. and Instagram pictures for your homeschool. Um, you know, getting where it—it's how, you know, how cute they all look. It, it your kids are not going to remember all the cute right. little things. They are going to remember how they felt. It's kind of like hospitality. Mm-hmm. You know, hospitality is not just right you know cooking the fancy meals and making your house look just amazing people will remember how they felt in your right. home of expressing love you know how how is your husband feeling every day in this homeschool journey like how are your children right. feeling in in just knowing that they are loved in this atmosphere of focusing on you know, Jesus and living every day for his glory and learning and being diligent and all those things. Uh, mm-hmm. So, yeah, it, it is. It's into the unknown. And sometimes we <laughs> don't know for sure, but God is faithful. Um, I, I love this one verse that says, a fear of man brings a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord, puts his trust in the Lord shall be safe.
0: mm mm-hmm. you know?
1: we don't live for just the approval of man. We want to live pleasing God with our life.
0: Absolutely. And it's definitely not about the outside, right? It's about what goes on on the inside. How would you um, speak to the women that are listening um, about just your experience, you know, going from raising little ones to, you know, not just raising them Um, to disciple them, but really, you know, focusing on our mission to go and to to make disciples, you know, and to fulfill that great commission, you know, because I've been talking a lot in my community and in my devotionals lately, just about how the circumstances lately have really, you know, this whole COVID thing really got me thinking, especially in the spring, I was saying, you know, I don't really care about the statistics that everybody's throwing around every day. Like I'm grieving the fact that people like, you know, the world wants us to focus on all those things, but I'm like, I'm grieving the fact that there are people living and dying without Christ every day. And, you know, really trying to teach my kids, um, you know, that this, the gospel isn't something we hoard. (laughs) It's not for ourselves. It's something that we have to, you know, live out and give out. And, um, so I would love to hear, you know, how you, and, um, maybe you can give some practical wisdom to maybe moms that are listening or women that are listening, how in your everyday life, even like apart from, you know, doing like a missions trip or things that sometimes, you know, young moms feel like I just can't do any of that. How do you just the practical, simple, you know, everyday things to help um, disciple your children and and show them. You know, I mean, I've just been doing something really simple on Facebook. I've just been posting like weekly on my personal page. You know, I have free Bibles. If anybody wants one, please message me. Um, you know, just trying to share a little bit like how the Bible has changed my life. Because you know, when you think about your Facebook page, I have people there from my childhood, people there I used to work with, people from you know all yeah. walks of life, and you never know who's on the other end. And I've had um, just last night, somebody, you know, sent me a message. Hey, could I get one of those free Bibles? I'm like, praise the Lord. You know, and I said to my kids, this is just such a simple thing. As we all prayed over the Bible, as we put it into the envelope this morning, you know, this is just such a simple thing that I don't have to go on a missions trip. I don't have to go anywhere. I'm in my home. (laughs) Right. And I have these Bibles here. I want to send them to people and write a little note and, you know, encourage them in the Lord, because I don't, in the way that circumstances are right now, the world is so like confused and chaotic and dark, and we have that light. We have that light. And when we, when we raise our children in the Lord and then we shine that light, it's not even something you have to think about. They'll just go and spill that out. From their everyday lives, right? Jesus will spill out of them and the ripple effect is huge. So, do you have any kind of, you know, from your experience in raising children and being involved in missions and ministry, just how for um, women to practically and simply just share the gospel without making it more complicated than it needs to be?
1: Uh, some of the things is just realizing we we do live in a very global world. You know whether it's like you were saying, like your Facebook page, uh, or like this podcast. Like yeah. who knows even where this podcast is is going to go. But how do we in you know how do we get our kids to care about people like outside of our family or outside of our right. sphere? and one of the things that I think is the key is to pray for people and Mm -hmm. you you can teach your kids like to, you know, pray for nations and pray for people groups around the world. But I think it needs to start much more real and much more, uh, right where you are. So I like to encourage families to begin by looking at your sphere of influence, Mm -hmm. uh, or the people you are you you mentioned like on Facebook you got these people that you are connected to whether it's your you know childhood friends or high school friends or college you know these people you have your relatives uh you have uh you know so there's these people that are in our sphere people we see at the grocery store people that we uh you know our neighbors and to begin to pray specifically for people who are, we know who don't mm-hmm. know Jesus so a really practical idea is what I call seven for heaven. And this is to have everybody in the family write down a list of seven names mm. of people you know who don't know Jesus. And, you know, maybe you don't know the name yet. Maybe it's like, you know, well, that guy at the gas station, I don't think he knows right. Jesus. You know, so then maybe the next time you go to the gas station, you can learn what that guy's name is. And you mm. can start to find out a couple things about him. Um, sometimes it's even helpful to, continue when you go to the grocery store to kind of have where you go to one particular teller, you know, yeah. one particular, um, person. So you begin right. to meet them, you begin to see their name, they begin to see your family, and you can just kind of build up a little bit of a, you know, relationship with the person at the grocery store. And then to write that's a great idea, some names, And then as a family, you know, so you have, you know, your kids have these different names and you have some names and your husband has some names. Well, as a family, that gives you a lot of people that you can be praying for. Sometimes you can even take those little cards and put them down. And like, you know, like you laid your hands on that Bible, like you can do that over the names of people in your sphere that, that you can pray and then pray specifically that God will open up, Their eyes to see the truth that God would show them that what they are trusting in, um, you know, if they're trusting in themselves or they're trusting in their money or that that that's not enough, they will see that they have that they've done wrong and they need Jesus, uh, that God, you know, people who have heard the gospel before that God would even you know, speak to them at night or speak to them in dreams or, or would wake them up in the middle of the night with just realizing the truth about the gospel. Mm, and I so love that. you start off with, with just in your sphere, but then to realize that there are people around the world who nobody is praying for them because yeah. they don't even know any Christians. Uh, Like most, most Hindus, Muslims, and Buddhists around the world do not even know, it's like 80%, do not even know one Christian in their sphere. Like that's why global missions is so important. And not just like humanitarian effort, Mm -hmm. uh, not just, you know, going to the same places where people have always gone for, you know, decades. Mm -hmm. Like there are places around the world where there are people who don't even know one Christian. Right. And so what can we do about that? And as children, you know, as they begin to pray for people that they know, and then you begin to introduce your kids to, you know, people and, and even just like, you know, religions around the world of what people right. are believing and what people are are hoping in and, and then realizing that people are, are needy. Like, you know, what can we do for, you know, children around the world who don't have parents, you know, orphan mm. or children or, uh, you know, realizing, okay, you know, we're struggling to make ends meet, but there's a lot of pe- places in the world where people are surviving on $1 a day. Like wow. how, how can we as a family Help others, and so um, sometimes it's also good to have some little projects that you could do as a family, where it's not just, you know, God bless all the missionaries and help all the <laughs> okay. have everything we need. It, it's so vague, and and it, it doesn't really mean anything. But if you begin to maybe sponsor one child,
0: mm-hmm. or
1: Maybe you get a newsletter in the mail and and there's some missionary that's, you know, trying to get like pillows or mattresses for these children. It's like, well, how much is one mattress? It's like $20. You know, could we get a mattress for a Mm -hmm. child at a children's home? And so it it begins to be specific. And uh, there was one time that one of our kids, when he was, um, it was our son, Josh, and he was about eight years old. And I remember uh, my husband was overseas on a mission trip in Africa. And I I came downstairs into the living room and Josh was just crying. And I, I came over by him. I hey Joshy, you know what's what's up? Are you okay? And and he just he just said, Mom, I'm I'm praying for dad. And and <sighs> I just you know, I realized that there's just there's people who who don't know Jesus, and, oh. and if they don't know Jesus, they can't go to heaven, oh. and if they don't go to heaven, and then this is where it just, God was doing something inside of our son, and he said, yeah. people don't know Jesus, they go to hell, and then they get oh. stuck there, they, they get stuck there, and he just, he kept saying that, stuck there, and oh, wow, sobbing, and then, um, you know, and I'm like, well, honey, let's just, let's just pray for daddy right now. And then like through mm. his, little, you know, his little sobs, he's like, mom, I've never even told anybody about Jesus. Like, I don't Aww. even know anybody who doesn't know Jesus. And then I, I was like, well, let's, let's pray that yeah. God will help you tell somebody about Jesus. And so we, we prayed. Um, and then I actually got some... We, we got out some things there's like a tool from child evangelism fellowship that uses colors to share the gospel uh, mm-hmm. where you use the it's like yellow reminds us of heaven that God wants for us to go to heaven and have eternal life with him there is dark that represents darkness and that we have all Sinned and are separated from God. That there's uh, red that represents the blood of Jesus Christ, the one way to heaven. White mm-hmm. uh, that God purifies our heart. Um, he takes away the sin and he makes us white like snow. Um, and then God helps us to grow. Uh, green can represent you know growth in the Lord. And there's uh, all kinds of different you know tools. Uh, There's little, you know, books and tools and the four spiritual laws and, you know, different things where you can talk about like how a cross is like a bridge between uh, like these two gulfs. You can even just draw in the dirt where you can draw like, you know, we're over here on this one side of like the Grand Canyon and and we're in sin. And then there's over on the other side is this other cliff. And that's where, you know, God is perfect and holy. And, and we can be, you know, we can try to jump across that cliff, but uh it, it, no matter how good of a jumper we are, we're, we're never going right. to jump across that Grand Canyon. And that Jesus right. came and made a cross that's like the bridge. And it is the only way that we can get to heaven is through the cross of Jesus Christ. And, you know, people come to God through Jesus. He is mm-hmm. the way and the life no man comes to the father but through jesus christ jesus said you know i am the way the truth and the life no man comes to the father but through me amen uh, and, and then so you know i spend some time like talking with josh about these different things and and then you know being proactive mama it's like well let's uh <laughs> let's, like go to the park or something you know let's, let's right try to get you around some some kids who don't know jesus Uh, I I heard one mom that was a homeschooler and her kids were always just around, you know, church kids or homeschool kids. They they had never even been around any non-Christians. And she started going to a library story time just to be around some people who don't know Jesus, just to start in some relationships. And so I took Josh to this one park and he met a little kid named Randy and, and, you know, Aww. took out those little colors and started talking to Randy about Jesus and and prayed with him Oh wow! to the Lord. And it was just so beautiful. We, we just that began is. seeing God working in Josh. And, and then actually later that year, we just saw what God was doing in his heart. We actually took Josh on a mission trip over to Africa. And oh, he wow. was little, like, I, I think he was eight years old. Wow. And you know, my husband was doing this like really mass evangelism outreach in this remote, remote place up um, on the border of Sudan in northern in Uganda, and yeah. uh, there were thousands and thousands of people there. And we asked Josh, "Would you? Do you want to preach?" Oh. And he, anyway, he prepared these two little sermons. One was on the fire of Elijah that. Oh. <laughs> fire wow. down and burn that sacrifice that uh and another one was on on jesus both of them were about jesus but um yeah. you know jesus and the way the truth and the life and it was amazing like it was, it was so incredible you know today josh is grown up uh you know he's married he's a father of four and he and his wife they have a ministry called gospel projects international um they he he's actually a construction manager. Like he he does big construction projects, but, mm-hmm. but on the side they have this ministry um, that they have started, where they support sixty orphan children, and they've started Bible oh, schools wow. and helping with uh, remote village pastors. And it's just so beautiful how God can stir things and bring things. To life in our children, and
0: mm-hmm.
1: never know um, how it's going to work out. We're something we like to say is that missions is not just for missionaries. God's right. call is for all, and yes. it's not that you have to cross the seas. Right. We just see the cross, and and yes. like see it. It's like see what Jesus did when He was willing to say not my will but your will be done and i will yes. go to the cross and jesus went to the cross he he had never done anything wrong but he went to the cross and died like he it, like we got to see it we we've got to right. see what jesus did he was he was rejected he was hated he was spit upon he mm. he suffered he died on the cross for the sins of the world, and and just like you know, whether you have to sing about it or think about it or what, it's like we need to see the cross, right? And then realize that okay, how can we help others to see right. the cross so right. that they can come to salvation and know Him because He didn't just die for us,
0: right. like
1: He didn't just die for me, myself, and I. And uh, sometimes I think as I don't know. One of the things that really bugged me for years, and sometimes you can find out like your passion by what like bothers you so much. Yeah. Uh, it, you know, we, we were involved in global missions and evangelism and, you know, different things. And then I would go to homeschool conferences and sometimes I got, this is, you know, way back decades ago. And yeah. I was so frustrated that it it was like people didn't even think about people who don't know Jesus, and
0: right. it becomes very you become very inward focused sometimes,
1: you know, and and, and it, I mean there's the whole thing of you know we were it's like a greenhouse, and we want to protect our children from the right. of the world, but to realize that God hasn't called us to just be all fear based in our parenting, but right. to raise our children to be lights for Jesus right. and, and especially lights in dark places right. uh, that we would, you know, raise and train them so that they would shine, shine for Jesus in whatever sphere God calls them to. Right. Um, we have one son who is an engineer and it's just been so exciting that, that he has gone with his job to all kinds of different countries, a lot of countries in the Middle East and, uh, you know, a lot of places that are even very closed to evangelism and he's gone there as an engineer. That's amazing. Um, And anyway, it's just, you just never know what God can do as we just raise our children to love him and then to just genuinely care about others.
0: Yes, you are so inspiring listening to you and listening to your passion. It's so inspiring. Um, you know, to just like I said, I think we get not we, I mean, I would say whether you're a homeschooling mom or just whatever you're at, sometimes we just get so inward focused. And you know, part of what I wrote in the in the homeschooling the new homeschooling book is, you know, this, like I said, this isn't about me. I'm a homeschool mom. Look what I do. This is about such like a bigger thing that we are raising disciples. And really our purpose on earth here is not for us. It is, you know, to build the kingdom, not our own little earthly kingdoms. And I think it's very easy in the United States to get very focused on us and our comforts and what we want. And, you know, and there's so much bigger things out there that we need to focus on. And, you know, homeschooling is, a, like I said before, a tool that we can disciple our children. But is it's, it's a way of life, but it is not our whole life. It is a part of what we do um, and how we've raised our kids. And that was what I wanted to really drive home in this book. It's like, this is a journey. God is at the center of this journey. And, you know, when this journey is over it's not this, you know, there's so much more that's going to go on. And just like you're in that chapter now where it's over for all of your children. I'm only have one in college so far, but next year I have another one that's going to graduate. So, you know, you start to see like, oh my goodness, this homeschooling thing that I elevated on this pedestal for so long, (laughs) it's going to be gone, you know? So what am I doing for the cause of Christ? And have I raised my children, you know, to have that and, and, you know, like you were saying before that the joy of your children walking in truth and then, you know, walking out into that world and then sharing that with others. So others can then know the truth. And, um, there's just, there's so much more. And I, as I've been in the homeschooling community for 15 years now, we've been homeschooling, this is our 15th year. And as I've seen, even from the time I started to now, I feel like it has shifted and changed a lot where, you know, everybody is like, that's why I kind of subtitled it, you know, building a family, not just a transcript. And everybody's focused on, you know, wanting this well-rounded person on a piece of paper. And I'm like, our children are not just a one sheet piece of paper. They're a three-dimensional, you know, whole person that is beyond anything that can be represented on just this one piece of paper, right? Um, And I, you know, I see so many people focused, like as a homeschool speaker, I get emails all the time time. What's the best curriculum? What's, you know, the best planner? What's the best system? And I'm like, the best system is to teach your children about Jesus. The best thing you can do for your children is that you're a disciple yourself. And then you are showing them what discipleship looks like and that you are... You are a disciple yourself, and then you can go disciple your children, and then you can worry about the curriculum later. (laughs) You know, like, really, the most important skill you can teach your children is to seek God first in everything they do. And, you know, I just really felt like I wanted to write this book to be like, look, I went through the K to 12 years and I'm going to tell you, looking back, it wasn't about all the things I thought it was in the beginning. You know, it wasn't about the perfect system, the perfect method, the perfect school room. It was all about Jesus all the time. And so I just love, you know, listening to you though, and and really hearing your passion for... (sighs) you know, for unreached people, for, you know, the the boy at the playground over to the person in, you know, Africa, like every person um, matters in God's eyes. Every person needs to know. And it is it is our job. It is there in the Bible that you, we are to go, right? And I think, you know, a lot of us were busy moms or homeschooling moms or just busy women. And it's like, you know, I just don't have a lot of time to do that. But, you know, that really should be our priority. Our priority in life is to seek Him first and build his kingdom and and share with others. And so especially I mean I feel like I've always known that too but especially in the last 6 months like the Lord has really been leading me to be like you know um you need to you know, focus on the bigger picture here. Like, I, f- I feel like I've always known that, but for some reason lately, it's just been like really coming to the service more and more. And I, I just simply prayed the other day, walking into the grocery store, Lord, help me, you know, show someone Jesus today. Help me to just love some, I don't even have to say his name, but just help me to show his love to someone. Just help me to do that. And I've been, I've been really aware of that when I'm out now, like, you know people out now are tense and the world is a little upside down right now so it's like you know what help me to to just show someone his his love and then if there's an opportunity for a conversation you know i've been thinking about that a lot like if i'm at a restaurant help me to just say to the waitress hey is there something i could pray for you for you know open up that conversation what's the worst they can do look at me and say like no i don't want prayer so okay i'll still pray for you anyway yeah <laughs> right yeah.
1: Realizing that even just like the name of Jesus, like Mm -hmm. as you like, you know Jesus loved you, or you know maybe you might hear somebody swearing, and and -hmm. you can just you know they're they're not hesitating about saying His name, and and for us to say you know that name is the most precious, awesome, wonderful name, Mm -hmm. and Jesus loved you so much. And, mm-hmm. you know, oh, sorry, I didn't mean to offend you or whatever. And, but, but just to realize that as we say his name, as we are just sensitive to what it is that the Lord may want us to do, or like you're saying, like start up a conversation or, or to pray and intercede um, and then pray that God would even begin giving us open doors with people in our sphere and right. then give us wisdom for how we can reach out and, you know, building, a family, like you're saying, not just a, a transcript. And God will help you with the transcript too. Yeah, of uh, I, mean, <laughs> God, uh, I mean, all of our kids went to college, and we are now only have we only have one kid that has not graduated from college yet, and he only has just a couple semesters left. So, like, God can help <laughs> you with the transcript part as well. Yes. Uh, you know, help it, it. Most of it is just daily little daily disciplines: reading, writing, arithmetic, and right. you know, keeping the the word of God in there and Um, And God will help us.
0: Right. That's what I always say. If If we follow Matthew 6.33, right? It's like I say, it's not that academics aren't important, but they have to be like under their proper umbrella of God is first, right? And he will help you to get the academics. If your child is meant to go to Harvard, then they'll go to Harvard. If they're meant to be a missionary, they're going to be a missionary. But everything has to be done under seeking God first. And I feel like a lot of times we get it backwards. It's like, you know, I I need to do the transcript. I need to have the best curriculum. I need to do all these things. And then I'm going to pray about it. It's like no 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 you you seek God first and you allow him to lead you in your homeschool in your mothering in your family in your life in your career whatever it is whatever stage of life you are at we have to submit and surrender everything to him and allow our plans to unfold or his plans to unfold for us. And so that's really what I try to encourage moms out there. You know, a lot of people come to me, especially now with homeschooling, um, people are kind of choosing homeschooling because of all that's going on. And it's like, you know, they're, they're like, okay, what's the best curriculum to get? What should I do? How do I set up our schedule? And I'm like, okay, have you prayed first? Like, this is the first thing we're going to do is spend the week in prayer and really seeking the Lord and trusting that by his grace, you are going to be able to do it all. Just like, like I said it before, they want, everyone wants to know how this is going to work out, you know, how this is going to unfold. And that's not how our life is, right? I use the example in the book, when you are when you have a toddler, like if they only knew that they're going to start walking, take a step and fall, and that there's going to be, you know, th- they just keep trying. They just keep getting up and trying. They don't know the big picture. Um, and we don't either. We don't know at the beginning of our homeschooling journey. I didn't know what it was going to look like. I had no clue what I was doing. And we have to just trust the Lord that he's going to give us grace every single day to get through. Each day and to lead our families because he is leading us. And so we are gonna lead because he is leading us. We are gonna teach them what he's teaching us. And you know, we're not gonna see the whole big picture, every detail. You know, where's my child gonna go to college and where are they, you know, going to work, and who are they going to marry? We can't even, you know, we we don't want to get ahead of God's timing, and so it's just like one step at a time, like a little baby, just get up one step at a time. Not knowing what's gonna happen, just having that excitement of a little baby trying to walk. It's so exciting for them, right? They fall down, they get up again. So we have to have that same kind of childlike faith in our lives and rely on God, rely on his grace. And um, you know, he's really, he's really one in control, not us. And to me, that's so freeing. (laughs) You find moms are really like control freaks, and I'm like, I don't want to be control freak. I want God to be in control and I submit and surrender to him. And so, yeah. Do you have anything to say about about um, how you had to rely on God's grace during your homeschooling journey, or your mothering journey, or your or oh, with your ministry? All
1: the time, all the time, relying on God's grace. I love the verse from Proverbs thirty one that says that she shall rejoice in time to come. That you know mm-hmm. we want to have that joy, that greater joy. No greater joy than to hear that my, my children are walking in truth. Mm-hmm. Uh, to That they are trusting in God's amazing grace. That it's it's not by oh this is this is a really big key is realizing that you know our kids are not saved by works, right? They're also not saved by our works, like our mommy works. Like if we do it good enough, if if we if we do it right, if we I mean I love teaching like scripture, Bible memory. I, I those are really important to me, but it's not by my mommy works that my kids will be saved. It is oh, by, by the grace of Jesus Christ. And that is a huge, when you just let go of realizing that it is not by your works, that your kids are going to be saved. It, mm-hmm. it puts the whole responsibility
0: on God. And and then we just it's freeing, right? It's oh, freeing I to then live you. out your purpose and your calling without yeah. getting all caught up in what you do. I want everybody to rewind that and play that again, what Anne just said, that it is not by your works. I love that.
1: Yeah. Uh, and and he, his grace is... Amazing. It, it is absolutely amazing. And, you know, you you share in your book about how, you know, there were times that you felt really disorganized when you're you know, a <laughs> partner, kind of or how do you do this multiple ages thing? Or, you know, how, how do you do high school? Uh, you right. know, different places along our journey, you know, we had you know, how, how are we going to get our kids into college or how I I remember one of my hardest moments was when our oldest was graduating from college and I still had a first grader. Oh, wow. It was like, I felt like I was at the end of a marathon and I was worn out. Mm -hmm. And I was also at the, at the, the finish line was a starting line. And I remember I was trying to think about everything at that moment, like for my first grader, I, I was trying to think about, ah, we got to do Algebra 2 again. Right. We gotta-
0: you were looking way and too far ahead.
1: And got to get him the scholarships. And, and he was a first right. grader. Right. Right. And, and just like mellow out, like, I will give you grace and mercy for exactly. Each day. That, yes. That's like this homeschool journey. We, we don't necessarily know where the bends in the road are going to go, but God gives us the grace and the strength and the help for today. New mercies every morning. He gives us grace for today. And um, something that was so amazing is that when the, the weekend that our youngest kid graduated uh, from high school, is, he, he was actually presenting this uh, patriotic speech that he had won a competition with, and he was doing it at a park. And there were like these Planes that were flying overhead, these <sighs> World War II fighter planes, you know, were, were flying overhead for this Memorial Day ceremony. And oh, our wow. son up there on this platform presented this speech, and then it, it was so cool. These bagpipes started. <gasps> coming,
0: oh, grace! Oh, it's beautiful.
1: And and it was just, I just sat there and I was looking at our kid up there on this, oh. and hearing these bagpipes playing amazing grace and it oh. was such a gift
0: oh yeah it, i could imagine
1: god, you know you i did it uh, not not mm-hmm. i did it god did it like god of was course. saying i did it right uh, right right by my grace and he has grace For each mama who is listening i just want to encourage you we just need to go to the cross every day yes uh, you know, past our burdens, our worries, cast those all on the Lord, just cast him at the foot of the cross, be crucified with Christ. Not, not martyrdom mentality, but just that we would be living a completely surrendered life to Jesus yes. Christ. But then like it says in Galatians 2.20, I've been crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, you know, then mm. we allow that resurrection power of God to come and live through us every yes. day, you know, living yes. every- by the power of the resurrection. Amazing grace.
0: Oh, that's beautiful. Thank you so much, Anne, for coming on this show and for sharing your, number one, you're an inspiration, but sharing your joy of Jesus, sharing your Uh, your voice, just like I said, you radiate joy in Jesus. It's wonderful. It's inspiring. It's encouraging. And I thank you. Thank you so much. I wanted to also, before I um, end this, can you just let everyone know where they can find you out there in the internet world or, you know, where they can find out more about what you do and how they can support you and how can we pray for you?
1: Uh, You can find us at missionmindedfamilies.org. And um, I'm also on Instagram and Facebook.
0: uh, And I will link all of that in my show notes for you guys who are listening. If you missed that, it will all get linked. So, okay, missionmindedfamilies.org
1: free stuff on there as well. We have free courses. Uh, we have a 3D kids course for children on raising daring, doing disciples. Um, we have training courses like for moms on finding your passion. Um, so a lot of uh, free resources that we have at missionmindedfamilies.org. And uh, and then some books and some kids books and some fun things like that as well. So just pray that God would continue to lead and guide and direct us, uh, especially in help to equip families
0: mm-hmm.
1: to live on mission, uh, yes. on mission for God, on mission for Jesus.
0: Great. Thank you so much, Anne. I thank you guys all again for listening to the Simply Living for Him podcast. Go check out Anne and her resources. Um, Go follow her Instagram. I love following (laughs) her Instagram account. Um, Go check her out and be encouraged. And, you know, like she said, we're teaching our children. We are families on mission. um, to go be encouraged and be inspired. And I thank you for listening. Till the next time, I wish you blessings and joy.